This is Golf with Jay Delsing. A two-time All-American at UCLA. A participant in nearly 700 PGA Tour events. Seven professional wins to his credit. Over 30 years of professional golf experience. A member of the St. Louis Sports Hall of Fame. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. This is Golf with Jay Delsing, presented by Darty Business Solutions. Over there, that's Jay Delsing, who played in over 700 PGA Tour events. I'm Dan McLaughlin, and our guest today, it should be a great visit. It'll be with a two-time U.S. Open champion, one in 1978, one in 1985, and that's Andy North, and I can't wait to visit with him, Jay Bird. Oh, Danny, this is going to be great. You know, here's the thing. And we talked to Curtis Strange about this and some other great guests about being the Nash, our National Open champion. Not only are you that for a lifetime, but you're the champion on some really, really badass golf courses. Andy North won at Cherry Hills in Denver, and he won at Oakland Hills outside of Detroit. Those two are monsters. I've heard you and Andy North, Curtis Strange, who won the U.S. Open multiple times, say that when we were growing up, we thought about that putt not to win the Masters, not to win the PGA, not to win the British, but the U.S. Open because anybody can qualify and you're the best of the best. Yeah, and you know, Danny, you're a kid. You don't know if you're ever going to get there. You don't even know if you're ever going to get in the tournament, much less have a chance to win it. And you can't win it if you don't get in it. And so as a kid, being the best the U.S. Open, United States Open champ. That's amazing stuff. I think Andy's done a great job on television, too. He's become the preeminent analyst for ESPN, whether it's Sports Center, whether they're on the range at the Masters, whatever the case may be. I'm always curious about how these guys get into television. Obviously, that's my background in media and that kind of thing. So I find it really curious how it all comes about. And it seems like it's an injury to somebody or someone gets sick and they've been good to the media and they say, well, let's go get Jay Delsing. Let's go get Andy North. Let's go get Curtis Strange. And these guys just seem to fit in and fit in perfectly. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what you know what I love? He's another Midwestern guy, Danny. Here's a guy, he's up in up in Wisconsin and uh he's a basketball player and he's got a really diverse background and I can remember a couple stories that were just fun watching him one time walking around Bush uh, gardens in Williamsburg and he was you know this man could walk fast if he wanted to and he was <laughs> way behind his wife and two daughters and the the girls are having a big time and I looked at him and he's like Dels I'm just here because I got the wall <laughs> yeah so it was really good I uh I was doing and I want to ask him about this I was doing a basketball tournament down in the U.S. Virgin Islands it's called the Paradise Jam and it's some of the best teams in the country early in the college basketball season. So I'm sitting courtside, getting ready, doing my preparation for the game. I look to my right, and Wisconsin was playing in the game we're doing. I look to my right, and there is Andy North, a two-time U.S. Open champion in the Virgin Islands, 
not just there to support the Badgers. He's got a headset on to call the basketball game as an analyst. I could not believe it, and I want to ask him about that coming That'll up. That'll be fantastic. I knew he played. I had no idea that he did TV, basketball TV. That's That'll be interesting to see what he says. Now let's get into some of the news that's happening this week as we try to do this all the time. But Lance Tenbrook at the Wells Fargo, the players are wearing that that black armband to uh, as, a, as a recognition of his passing, and I know that's somebody that, that you know quite well yeah it was it was really sad this this is a guy from chicago a really really good player here's an interesting guy he had one of the great all-time great nicknames ever in sport it was called he was called last call lance because he he shut a few places down uh didn't matter if his tea time was at seven or at two o'clock in the afternoon he, he shut a lot of places down but here's interesting danny he played in over 300 pga tour events but he also won almost 10 events as a caddy. He he wound up the second career, uh, got thrown in uh, to caddy in for some guys, Jesper Parnovic, Ernie some and Lance was a great guy. He really was a really good guy. He's got a, an odd distinction on a couple events on the PGA Tour, Danny. He caddied and played in the event. So he caddied in the How morning do do that? and played. He just had to get lucky with his tee time because he would always put his name in, always commit to a tournament just in case someone fell ill at the last minute and there were no alternates around. And two times that happened that he got to play in the events. One, he almost made the cut in. That's pretty cool. That's pretty crazy if you think about that. It really is. So they're wrapping up the final day of the Byron Nelson, and then it's the PGA Championship a week from, uh, well, it would start, you know, in about, uh, what, five, six, seven days, so pretty close to the PGA Championship. But this really is a tune-up for that. Did you ever meet Byron Nelson? Was that somebody you ever got the chance just to to shake his hand? One of the coolest things, Danny, and as I look back on it, I it, it did dawn on me how cool this was. But Byron Nelson would sit in a rocking chair on the 18th green and shake our hands as we were coming off the green, and I I probably did that. Got to meet him probably ten times that way. Just a gentle soul, you know. He's and the game was kind of this this common denominator and he's like how'd you play today or nice birdie on 18 you know and i'm like oh mr nelson this is so great he's like oh call me byron you know and, <laughs> and just um yeah he would always be there shaking our hands on the 18th uh, green and after we'd sign our cards and things like that i remember wanting to yeah you know there's so many cool things you could ask him you know but I was always a little respectful and a little intimidated of his time but he yeah he was there all the time give me the biggest names that you shook hands with played with is a difference because some of the guys like a Byron Nelson, you know, they were done, Right, but you played with Jack, you played with Arnold, you played with some of the biggest names in golf. Yeah. All of them. Tom Watson, Greg Norman, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, uh, Lee Trevino. Was it intimidating? Floored me. Yeah. When I got on the tee, stood on the tee with him, I'm like, what am I doing? (laughs) You know, this, and Danny, the adrenaline that runs through you, I, mashed my first tee shot and thank god it went straight but i was like wow yeah you know i just couldn't wait i had so much energy running through my body and jack is just you're going i'm playing golf with jack nicholas today yeah. you know would they talk during the rounds would they say oh yeah hey nice shot you know well well played here whatever and then have a conversation not just about golf but you know you guys are walking down the fairway and, and chit-chatting a little bit oh absolutely and, and just so off you go and you're spending four, five, six hours together. It's remarkable when you think about it. Danny, on the other side of that, when I was trying to stay 
have my game stay sharp for the Champions Tour, I'd go play nationwide stuff. And I'd spend four or five hours with a 22-year-old kid, and I'm 49. I'm <laughs> Trying like, to hold on to your card or right, at least get your card. Right, or either stay sharp, you know, so for, for the Champions Tour. And I'll be like, I don't know what to say to this guy. Yeah. You know, I'm... 28 years older than him? There's not a lot to talk about. I hate saying this, but some of those guys could have been dating your daughters. I know. Yeah, that's tough to hear. Yeah, that's up for another show. (laughs) (laughs) I hate that idea. Do you follow the Corn Ferry now? Do you follow much of what's going on with that tour? I do. I try to follow our buddy Chris Nagel. Yeah. uh, You know, he's out in in Meadowbrook and just a great guy. And, uh, And, you know, Danny, I tell people, there's not enough spots. The PGA Tour does not have enough spots. There's so many great players. There are future... Hall of Famers playing out on the Corn Ferry Tour. You got to get out there and watch them. And you don't know their name now, but you will very soon. When I watch that tour, and I love to see it, you know, occasionally they pop up on TV. And I I don't know if you feel this way, but you are in this position. I find it gut-wrenching watching that more so than watching someone with the lead on 17 on the PGA Tour. Because I know these guys are fighting. I mean, they're fighting for their lives. You know, you win a Corn Ferry Tour that's going to get you some exemptions and all of a sudden a chance to make some money. And they're grinding. And there really isn't a ton of difference, and correct me if I'm wrong, but there isn't a ton of difference from some of the top players on the Corn Ferry Tour as opposed to what you see on the PGA Tour. Oh, no. The guys here are 100% right, and it's that's a good thing to talk about. The guys that are playing well and winning out on the Corn Ferry Tour, I'll put that score up against the entire PGA Tour field. Yeah, they might have weeks where one of the great, great players on the PGA Tour goes off you know, and does something just truly remarkable. But for the most part, if you go back and look at the two events that I won, one was in Arkansas, one was in, in Nebraska, I'd put those scores up against the entire PGA sure. Tour field. It, it was It was – I think it was one was 19 under, the other was 17 under, but the 17 under is on a par 70 golf course. It's impressive. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of birdies. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. This is On the Range, presented by the Gateway Section of the PGA. I was reading this this past week, and it just floored me. But I want to get your reaction to it as a guy that's made a living off of golf and spent, what, 30-plus years on the PGA Tour. Roughly one in seven Americans played golf last year. One in seven. Now, it could be going to Top Golf. Maybe you're just going to your local putt putt with yep, your kids. Yep. You're going to play 18 with your buddies. But last year, one in seven Americans played golf, and that's an increase of 20% from 2016. So the pandemic certainly had a lot to do with that because it was one of the only things you could do is to play golf. And I still believe the Tiger Woods effect is there, that these young kids now are able to drive. They're able to get to their course on their own, and they love the game. I I think these are all factors into why one in seven Americans now are playing golf. That's staggering. That effect is that the, those uh, statistics are staggering, and and the National Golf Foundation. I'm in the weeds on this stuff. I'm a nerd. I love I love just trying to pay attention to it. The National Golf Foundation, Danny, came out and said Top Golf is actually bringing people, not only introducing them to the game, but they're going from that. You know, Top Golf is wonderful. You've got a cocktail. You've got music. You got the video game aspect of it. It's really really fun. I love it. But but I got to tell you, people are having so much fun there that they're going. Let's go try to regular round of golf. Yeah. And you know, clubs are letting folks bring their have music on the carts. It just we we just need to relax some of that that environment. I'm not saying get rid of all the old some of all the traditional stuff that makes golf great, but 
it's okay to let guys listen to music and, and, and have a nice time and relax a little bit, to lighten up a little bit. Joe Schwent of the Country Club at St. Albans was talking about that the other day, approaching members and saying, hey, during certain events or certain times, if you want to play music, Go right ahead. Yeah. We we encourage it. Have yeah. some fun. Go out in the golf course and enjoy it. It's it's supposed to be an enjoyable experience. Absolutely, Danny. And the the fact that one in seven Americans jumped in, jumped in and tried their hand at golf in one fashion or another is amazing, and that can really really move the needle. And again, you're you're 100 right about Tiger Woods. I mean, anything he does, the entire even the non golfing. Uh, public pays attention to what he does. And we're going to talk to Andy North about that. He'll be our guest here on Golf with Jay Delsing again on the range presented by the Gateway section of the PGA. And now I'll turn it over to you and our tip of the cap. Our tip of the cap is from our buddy Colin Burnt at the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. And it's 314-966-0303. You need any sort of vehicle. Colin is just fantastic. He's taken care of us here at the show and my daughter. Anyway, we're tipping our cap to the coaches out there. Not only the golf coaches, we got high school golf is wrapping up. I know your son is going to be going to state. We're praying and, and wishing Luke <laughs> McLaughlin all the best success. This guy is way capable of winning the state championship, and that's happening all across the country in a lot of different communities. You know, Danny, the term it takes a village to get some of this stuff done. We're, we're talking about the gateway section and what they do for the men and women they do for around our our area and our local clubs and our local driving ranges. And then there's coaches out there. There's high school coaches. There's there's just other golf coaches. So all of those folks, those supporters of the game, we're tipping our cap to that. And that's from Colin Burt and the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. 314-966-0303. I got to tip my cap to you as we're talking about teaching. So I'm going to brag a little bit. My daughter is a sophomore and she's two-time All-State. She she's is, a stud. She has worked with you. So thank you very much. And my son Luke won districts uh, this past week. And as you said, he's going to state and you guys are close. You're, you're texting with my son at 11 o'clock at night, six o'clock in the morning, going over rounds. You're working with him. You're playing with him. So Thank you very much. I oh my, appreciate it's it. My, it is a, my sincere honor and pleasure. Your daughter and your son are both ballers. They, they're they athletes that play golf. That's what I, I, I call them. And it's really fun and easy. Is it a, a problem that my daughter outdrives me? That's embarrassing. Yeah, you do, you got to park your ego with her, man. She is she's a player. Yeah, it's she a lot is. of fun. And Luke, you know the term... Walmart, Super Walmart, Jiffy Lube. He hits a drive, and I'm like, I don't even know what kind of building you could build between my drive and his. I just want to get you in between his ears. That's where we yeah. got to get him going. We're gonna. He's gonna be fine. He's he's doing great. That's Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin. This has been on the range, presented by the Gateway Section of the PGA. And when we come back, it should be a special visit with one of the game's best analysts and a two-time U.S. Open champ. That's Andy North as we head to the front nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. That was On the Range with Jay Delsing. For news on the latest golf equipment, tips, and to ask Jay a question, log on to jdelsinggolf.com. Coming up, it's the front nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. Darty Business Solutions, the title sponsor of the Golf with Jay Delsing show, is a leader in our community in so many areas. Do they have over 2,500 teammates in over 30 states and three countries? Yes, they do. Are they the largest IT consulting firm in our area? Yes, they are. 
Are they the largest software developer in the St. Louis region? Of course they are. But here are a few other important things to know about Doherty Business Solutions. They are the presenting sponsor of the Ascension Charity Classic. They are the presenting sponsor and were the first presenting sponsor of the Advocate Professional Golfers event at Glen Echo that will be held there this year as well. They are also the founders of Access Point. This is a community game changer. It builds diversity in the IT workforce. Hundreds of mostly African-American women are getting fifty dollars to $60,000 a year jobs right out of high school. That's right, right out of high school. Ron Darty, company founder, chaired the 2023 Heart Ball this year. It supported the local American Heart Association chapters and raised over $600,000 in one evening. These are more examples of the many things that Darty Business Solutions does in our community. Hi, this is Peter Jacobson, and you're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. The Legends of Golf return to St. Louis in 2023. You won't want to miss one of the strongest fields in golf. Ernie Els, Steve Stricker, Bernard Longer, John Daly, and many more when they compete for the 2023 Ascension Charity Classic title, September 5th through the 10th at historic Norwood Hills Country Club. All proceeds benefit area charities. Together, we were able to donate over $1 million to those most in need last year. Visit ascensioncharityclassic.com. The official vehicle provider of the Golf with Jay Delsing show is the Dean Team. The Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. They provide me, Pearlie, and our families with all of our cars. The reason we went with the Dean Team is because we could trust them. We knew at the Dean Team they were going to take care of us, and they have. They made the entire car buying experience so simple. It was more than just simply selling us a vehicle. The Dean Team made our car buying experience seamless and enjoyable throughout that entire process. The Dean Team has the complete car buying steps done before you head into their showroom. They're ready to answer all your questions and set your mind at ease when buying a vehicle. At the Dean Team, they offer new, pre-owned, and all the services included with your Dean Team purchase. When you're with the Dean Team, they become lifelong friends. The Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood, located at Manchester Road in Kirkwood. The Dean Team. is the front nine on golf with Jay Delsing. The front nine is presented by the Ascension Charity Classic, September 5th through the 10th at Norwood Hills Country Club. Find out more at ascensioncharityclassic.com. And so seven years after Cherry Hills, after years of injuries and frustration, Andy North again is U.S. Open champion, a final round of 74, one under for the championship. Wins by a single stroke over T.C. Chen, Dave Barr, and Dennis Watson. In the end, Andy North has survived. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. We're presented by Darty Business Solutions. That's Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin. And we're excited to bring in to the program a great guest. Two-time U.S. Open winner back in 1978 and in 1985. And that's Andy North. You see him on all the majors. You see him on golf coverage on ESPN. And uh, first and foremost, Andy, thanks for joining us. Looking forward to this. Well, it's a pleasure. Thank you. 
I can remember 1985 was my rookie year on the PGA Tour, and you win in the U.S. Open at Oakland Hills. That golf course, that event was absolutely a war, wasn't it? That place was a beast. Well, it's always been a really difficult golf course, and they've they've gone through a remodel there over the last few years, and it's it's absolutely gorgeous. You know, it's always been a great major venue because of the difficulty, and you know, you stumble around and no one no one ever plays great at places like that it's about sort of finishing and you know that's kind of what it looked like you know it's like at the end of a nascar race there's you know a whole bunch of people had a chance and somebody stuck their nose in front at the end and that was how it happened it takes such toughness and and such mental strength doesn't it to not let the golf course completely overwhelm you and beat you to death well, I think the biggest thing there, knowing it, going in, you know, it's going to be a tough week. I I love those kind of conditions. I really enjoyed looking forward to playing at a U.S. Open, and I felt like I had a much better chance there than a lot of guys because I embraced it. You know, I used to love to walk through the locker room and guys would chat about how deep the rough is, or the greens are ridiculous, or this or that, and you just walk through and you know, kind of smile and move on. And, you know, because you felt like you had probably two-thirds of the guys beat before you even started. And to me, that was always fun. Andy, was interesting. We had Curtis Strange, also two-time winner of the U.S. Open on our podcast. And while he was close to winning a Masters, same thing as you, he said it was more important to win a U.S. Open because it is our national tournament and anybody can qualify. So it's not just being invited to the Masters, but also you look at the Open, anybody can win it. So was that more meaningful for you to win a pair of U.S. Opens as opposed to any other tournament that uh, is offered on the PGA Tour? Yeah, it was. I From the time you were a junior player, the USGA Junior was the most important tournament. Then as an amateur, the USAM was the most important tournament. I I always embraced USGA golf. I loved what they were trying to ask out of a player. And to be your national champion is, you know, extra special. Andy, I don't think there was a day that went by when I was a little kid on this really lousy Muni golf course that I grew up with with my mom's clubs that I didn't have a putt to win the U.S. Open. It was always I wanted to be the best player in the U.S. Yeah, I think I, I can remember as a kid the same sort of deal that you'd be sitting on the putting green waiting for you know a ride home at night you're hitting five footers and this is when the u.s opened to beat arnold this is when the u.s opened to beat jack you know those are the kind of things that we all strive for and that was the term we all knew about because it was your national championship so andy growing up in wisconsin how did uh, a cold weather place and a cold weather guy wind up being a golfer that goes to florida become a, a all-american you have an incredible uh, career at florida and you're a hall of famer there but looking back on it how does a kid from wisconsin become one of the best golfers in the nation you know i think Growing up in a place where he didn't play, you know, every day all year long was a benefit. I think that, you know, you played other sports, you got away from the game, you you had a chance to grow as an athlete and a person, and not just as a golfer. Uh, and you know, as Jake knows, growing up where he did, that you know, you go and play golf when it's 48 degrees and it's windy and rainy and whatever, because it's the time of, you only have so many days in the year that you can. And I think that helped me. And you, you look back at some of the tournaments that I played well in, a lot of them were really bad weather. 
you know, you, you understood how to try to deal with it. And so many of our great bad weather players are guys that grew up in the north. I mean, you think about Watson, you think about Nicholas, you know, they, they weren't from Southern California or Florida. I think it was an advantage in some ways. Andy, I almost felt like it made us hardier because I can remember right around the fall time of the year on tour, the BC Open was kind of the first week we'd get cold weather. And I always love putting that sweater on. And to your point, and this is a much lower level than the U.S. Open, but walking through that locker room, man, the guys were bitching a lot about it's too cold, the ball's not going to go anywhere, and I thought, bring it on, man. This These guys are going to roll over and die, and, and I have less people to try to beat. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that I found it interesting when I did go to school in Florida, you'd have those days where fronts would go through and it'd be 50 degrees and Maybe the wind's blowing 15 or 20. It wasn't the most perfect day to go play golf. And a lot of the guys from down there didn't go play. You know, that was a cold day. It's going to be a nice day tomorrow. So why should we go do this? So I think all in all, it probably helped you mentally. It maybe made you a little bit tougher. Um, Maybe it was easier to deal with those kind of conditions when you got them in a tournament. Uh, But all in all, you know, it was a great, great place to grow up. Andy, I, I look at the PGA Tour now, and I look at, and I mean, you were on tour for years and years before I even got on there, but I look at the way it was back in the middle 80s. I mean, other than really great golf being played, it, it doesn't really resemble much of the same stuff. I mean, you look at the a putting green, and it looks like you have villages camped out there now with all the tech and all of the, you know, the club manufacturers and just the, the boom in golf is just amazing to watch. Yeah, it's changed. Uh, it is it is called the same sport, but it's, it's so different. Uh, the equipment has changed dramatically. The agronomy has changed so dramatically. I mean, some of the fairways now are better than greens that, you know, we grew up in <laughs> on playing. Open Championship of St. Andrews, the last couple times it's been there, the fairways literally were faster than the greens. So they're, they're able to do things now that the ball goes further, but at the same time, the the fairways are cut in such a way that if you get the ball in the fairway, it's going to run another 30 or 40 yards. So, you know, there's been a lot of differences, but you still got to figure out how to get in the hole and you still have to be, you know, figure out how not to beat yourself. And these guys go about it a little bit differently, but they're awfully good at what they do. You know, Andy, one of the things that I can remember, we were playing the Anheuser-Busch Golf Classic in Williamsburg, Virginia, and you had your wife, Susan, and your two girls with you, and we were at the park. And you told me, the girls only want me to be here because of my wallet. And you were walking a little behind the girls. And I just remember some of the stories and the fondness of the intimacy of, of the tour. I remember the wives because there weren't a lot of opportunities to have daycare and all of this developed, all of the developed things that they have on tour now where the wives were actually, if you were having a good day or a good tournament, a lot of the wives would get together with your wife and say, hey, we'll watch the kids go out and, you know, see if you can, you know, catch a few holes and things like that. There was something really charming and for whatever reason, the word romantic comes into my mind, but I, I really loved that part of it. And you started 12, 15 years after I did. The fact that so many people drove. The fancy hotels we stayed in were those horseshoe holiday inns with the swimming pool in the middle. And there'd be there'd be 15 grills out going at night and kids running all over the place. Uh, you know, our kids were, I think, really lucky that they had their tour friends and they had their friends at home. You know, I think that was great. And 
as you're saying, people looked out after each other. I remember Lou Graham had his daughters are a little bit older than most of the kids in our generation. And they decided they're going to babysit all these kids. And they came up with this great idea that the two of them could babysit all these kids together. And they had like 10 or 12 of them one day. And, you know, basically they were tied to a chair when everybody got home. You know, <laughs> kids took over. Uh, but it was, you know, it was, it was fun. And it was a different environment than, than it is now. But, you know, I'm sure that these guys will look back 25 years from now and think, you know, that was pretty cool. We had a lot of great friends and whatever, but it's just different. You're fabulous on TV, and I wanted to compliment you on that. You, you have a calm demeanor. You teach the game. You're fair to the players. How did that all come about for you, starting with ESPN in 1992 uh, to becoming one of the top analysts that the, the sport has right now? Well, I think, first of all, none of us are trained for it. I was struggling physically in the, the early 90s, and I had a chance to work at Quad Cities. Gary Koch had fallen and broken his leg at the Canadian the week before. They were looking for somebody, and I wasn't playing very well and stumbling around. They said, would you mind trying this? And I did it, and yeah, that was, you know, that was kind of fun. They asked me to do it at the end of the year, and I, I turned them down the first time because I thought I'd, I was going to have yet one more operation and go ahead and try to rehab and see if I come back and play. The next year, they asked Again, we sat down and figured, what the heck, you know, can, I can go out there and maybe I can give my body a year off and give it a chance to heal up and try it and see what happens. And, you know, it's 32 years ago. So I'd still take, tell people, I don't have any idea what's going on. But, you know, they put something <laughs> up on the, on the screen and you talk about it. I've always tried to be fair. I think that's the most important thing. I mean, everybody hits crummy shots. They're not trying to hit crummy shots explain maybe why it happened is way more important than just tell them that they're terrible. To me, it was, it's been always important that for me to bring information to the viewer, I have to have access to the players. And if, if you rip them all the time, you're not going to have access to them. I think that part was important. I couldn't believe it. And you don't remember this, but I do. I was down in the U.S. Virgin Islands for the Paradise Jam. Wisconsin is playing in that. And for folks that don't know, it's a basketball tournament. And I look over, I'm doing the TV, and Wisconsin's on the floor, and I see Andy North. And I'm thinking, what is he doing calling college basketball as an analyst? So are you doing a lot of that, or how did that all come about? Well, I'm a fanatic Wisconsin fan and been around the program for 30, 40 years. Not just basketball, but you know, all the sports there have been really, really involved over the years. It's been a lot of fun. The same two guys, Matt LaPay and Mike Lucas, do both football and basketball for the Badgers. They've been the radio guys for literally 35 years. They do it fabulous job there's always a those usually it's the thanksgiving tournament that everybody goes to hawaii virgin islands wherever it might be that they're doing a basketball game on saturday usually the last football game of the season i've filled in some years i might do as many as five games depending on the schedule and some years i might do one or two but it's it's a lot of fun i probably get a little carried away i've gotten to know the refs by first so when guys screw up, I make sure that people know that it was a horrible call by Ted Hillary or whoever it happened to be. <laughs> no, it's been it's been an awful lot of fun, and it's fun being around the kids. It helps you keep you younger. I can remember we were playing in the Byron Nelson down in at Las Colinas, and that golf course is one of the weirder courses we play because it's kind of a compilation of four or five courses that have been thrown together over the years. But you and I were out there playing one day, and we played cross-country golf 
from I think the seventh tee to over, and then I, I mean we walked. I think one hole was probably two and a half miles long. We were hitting shots. You were showing me, and I just came off of that day with such an appreciation for what this game was. It it showed a different light. Here's a two-time U.S. Open champion showing me how to have fun in a practice round and also work on my game at the same time. Well, I think it has to be fun. You know, I mean, I think we've got a 12-year-old granddaughter now, now that's playing some of the travel volleyball and, and basketball and that kind of stuff. And it's it's fun to see those kids have fun and not you know, sometimes the parents at that level get a little squirrely and it's, you know, sometimes the coaching gets a little bit out of control. It's been fun to see her with some really good coaches that, you know, she's learned an awful lot. And, and it's and it is about fun. If you're not having fun doing this, what should you be doing? And I think so often you get in the grind of the tour and it's the same and week after week after week. If you don't have some ways to, you know, practice differently or change up the routines or you know, some of those things, it really gets to be where it's work. Once it gets to be where it's work, generally your performance doesn't uh, doesn't equate. Hey, Andy, if you can hold tight, we'd really appreciate it through the break. This is the front nine on the back nine with Andy North. Want to get into Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, what he did at Augusta, and the players that have jumped from LIV from the PGA Tour and so much more. Andy North is our guest. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. And coming up, it'll be the back nine. This is presented by Darty Business Solutions. That was the front nine presented by the Ascension Charity Classic. Coming up, it's the back nine and more of golf with Jay Delsing. This is Jay Delsing. Did you know that Marcone is the largest authorized appliance parts distributor in the world? That's right, the largest in the world. Did you know that Marcone is based right here in our backyard of St. Louis, Missouri? Well, that's pretty impressive. What's more impressive is the way that they give back to the St. Louis community and our region. CEO Jim Sowers has donated service dogs to the wounded servicemen and women of our armed forces. Suites at St. Louis Blues Games have been donated and auctioned off in which all proceeds were given to the backstoppers. Then there was the Marcone Police and Firefighters Viewing Deck at the Ascension Charity Classic this past year. It was a huge success. So much so that it's being implemented on other tour stops around on the PGA Tour. To Jim Sowers and his incredible team at Marcone, we want to say thank you. Thank you, Marcone a proud sponsor of the Golf with Jay Delsing show. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. To connect with Jay, log on to jdelsinggolf.com. You'll see the latest in equipment, find the latest innovations in golf, and get tips from a PGA professional. That's jdelsinggolf.com. Delsing here, and since 1975, Tom DeGrand and his children have founded and run the top golf store in all of St. Louis. It's located on South Brentwood. The DeGrants and Pro-Am Golf Centers have been helping all of St. Louis play better golf through better equipment, lessons on the indoor simulators, and by getting you fitted using the -the state-of-the-art technology. Call 314-647-8054 and set up your personal fitting with CJ. He's the best, and he will help you find the right equipment that's perfect for your game. For nearly 50 years, St. Louis has trusted their games to Pro-Am Golf. Don't you think it's time to take your game to the next level? Call 314-647-8054. 
888-888-8054 or visit them on the web at ProAmGolfUSA.com. It's ProAm Golf. Hello, friends. This is Jim Nance, and you are listening to Golf with my friend, Jay Delson. Powers Insurance and Risk Management combines 200 years of experience and cutting-edge products to deliver exceptional service, value, and clarity to their clients. Powers Insurance will deliver the highest quality property and casual insurance programs and strategic planning consultation services in the industry. Insurance can be overwhelming and confusing. It can be tough to understand. Powers Insurance simplifies it for you and your business. Powers Insurance and Risk Management will partner with you by providing ongoing assistance, consultation, and service that will help you control your insurance expenses and your workplace safety. Find out how Powers Insurance can help you. Visit powersinsurance.com. That's powersinsurance.com. Hey, St. Louis, Delsing here. Call Redbird Heating and Cooling or visit them on the web at redbirdhvac.com to become part of their team. They offer great pay and the opportunity to become a licensed HVAC specialist while you work for them. This is a fantastic opportunity to earn a great wage. Don't wait. Call them today. 314-320-9507. That's 314-320-9507. Redbird Heating and Cooling. This is the Back Nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. The Back Nine is presented by Pro-Am Golf, located in Brentwood. See what Pro-Am Golf can do for you. Golf with Jay Delsing rolls on, and this is the Back Nine. That's Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin. Our guest, Andy North, who's been kind enough to hold on through the break as we head to the Back Nine on Golf with Jay Delsing, and we're presented by Darty Business Solutions. So, Andy, I was going to break talking about the fact that we wanted to visit with you about Phil, LIV, and how about Tiger Woods? You were covering the Masters a few weeks ago. How tough was it to watch Tiger at the Masters? One, I think it's absolutely amazing what he's been able to do. Uh, I think people, it gets lost on some, what he has to do just to go out there and try to play golf. I really appreciate the level of uh, work that he's had to put in just to be able to walk around and, and be able to try to play. For him to make cuts at majors has been amazing. He's been so unlucky with the weather. Once it gets like it was there, he has no chance. But I mean, a, a normal morning, if he's got a 10 o'clock tea time, he starts his rehab at four in the morning and, and working with the trainers to get him where his body just is going to work. You know, obviously his leg is a horrible problem, but he's, you know, you forget all the other things he's had happen that, he, you know, he's got to work on his back. He's got to work on his other knee. He's got to work on, you know, all this stuff just to get somewhat ready to play. It's hard to watch. I think I actually said on air that, you know what, he's proved all he needs to prove that he doesn't need to go out there and try to finish this out in 40 degree rainy weather. And I was happy that he did decide not to, you know, you got to really appreciate the work and the pain and everything he's going through to try to at least go out there and compete. Now, on the flip side, tied in with Tiger for so many years is Phil Mickelson. 
how impressive was that to watch at his age doing what he did at the Masters uh, very recently? It was just amazing for so many people to watch it. What was your opinion of seeing Phil? Phil has this amazing ability that he he drives in to, through gate three and goes at Magnolia Lane, and all of a sudden something clicks with him. You know, he's got so many great memories at that golf course. He still physically can get the ball around lengthwise. He understands what he's trying to do. Short game fits exactly what you need to do there. But yet still at 52 or three, it's amazing how well he did play. But it's a place that I think he's going to be like Fred Couples. He'll play well there once in a while over the next 10 or 12 years, probably. Andy, in your position, you're supposed to be unbiased. But I am curious about this. Who's the player right now on the PGA Tour that privately, in your heart, in your mind, You'd love to watch him for the 18 holes. He catches your attention. He garners the attention of Andy North. Who, who is that player right now? I think there's a handful of them. Rory's fun to watch. Rahm's fun to watch. Scheffler's fun to watch. They all do it a little bit differently. I love watching JT play because he. I think he works the ball as well as anybody that we've got right now. He spent a lot of time with Tiger, and Tiger basically told him that for to be a great player, you got to learn to hit some more shots. And he does. He's fun to watch on windy days. You know, there's a lot of different ways to do it. Jordan Spieth, another great week last week. He does it differently. It's fun to watch JT and Jordan hit wedges. You know, they're they're both really turned themselves into great wedge players. How hard Rom goes at it now and how far Rory can hit it. There's some some weeks it works and some weeks it doesn't, but it's still fun to watch him. Andy, for somebody that got to, to play against Jack in his prime and Arnold and, 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 and the great players of the game, a guy like Tiger comes out, he's not going to go down historically as the best player ever because Jack's going to have more majors and things like that. But there's a story to be told that how important it is to man- manage yourself off the golf course. But I don't think I ever have seen anyone like Tiger with more aces in his bag, so to speak, Andy, and his winning percentage. Have you thought much about that, comparing Tiger to Jack and, and some of their records and things like that? That's one question I get asked quite a bit about, you know, who is the best of these two? And my answer is, I don't know who is the best, but if they're playing across the street, I'd pay money to go watch them play. <laughs> yeah, same. And I would I, – and I wouldn't do that for many others. And and if you look at their games, their history, it's very, very similar. I mean, they both came on tour and just dominated with length. And then people started catching up with them, and they were able to dominate other ways. Tiger's short game early in his career, much, much better than Jack's chipping, pitching, bunker shots. Because basically, Jack never had to do that. He hit it so far back then, and the courses weren't as, as long. And he basically a driver wedge. He's playing the game back in the 60s, very similar to how the young guys are playing now. You just you beat it out there a mile and you hit it on there with a wedge. Why, why chip and putt? Why have to chip and hit pitch shots? Because you never have them. Jack was an unbelievable tiger, unbelievable putter. Maybe the arguably the two best pressure putters we've ever had. They both were talked about couldn't drive their golf ball as well as they needed to. But both of them could when they needed to. You know, if they had to put in the fairway, they usually did. Some way. Jack figured in both, both Tiger and Jack both figured out it might be a three-wood. It might be a two-iron. It doesn't matter. I mean, I I had the, the great fortune of walking every single shot Tiger hit at, at Hoy Lake that year when he won the Open Championship where he hit one driver. It's the greatest precision exhibition of golf I've ever seen. 
to have played with Jack and been around Tiger so much, they, they're just a different animals. And I think both of them sort of ruined the expectations of the game for so many other players coming after him because the guy thought if he didn't win three or four times a year, he wasn't a very good player. Well, you know, you win once a year, you play 20 years, you're a Hall of Famer. It's, it's hard to win out there. And when, when guys do it five, six, seven, eight times a year, that's ridiculous. The thing that stands out to me is they were at a, di- especially for me, they were at a def- different level mentally. They seemed to be able to get into this mode mentally for Tiger. Forget Because I didn't get to watch Jack. T- I got to play with him, but not in his prime. When watching Tiger, Andy, I felt like he'd seen this movie already. I felt like he had seen him doing this before. And to me, the mental strength, especially with all the chaos that was going on in his personal life, was just amazing. You know, Tiger had a a great person to study, and it was Jack. I I truly believe if there'd have been somebody out in front of Jack that had won 25 majors, he'd have won 25 majors. I think that he would have done whatever it needed to be to get there. Where Tiger's kind of the same way, that if he'd have stayed healthy and during the last 10 or 12 years, I thought that he'd win 25 majors in 100 tournaments minimum when he got going. Uh, it was just so much fun to watch him play. And I think that those two guys are the two strongest mentally that I've seen. You know, a guy like a Watson or a Floyd or, you know, they were in that same kind of category that they could get in that space. You know, Tiger and Jack did it for 15 years. You know, there's been a lot of guys that could do it for one or two, but not many that could do it for any length over three or four years. Andy, with your time in, in TV, I'm curious about this, and you've seen the game change and how it's covered, and now players are getting mic'd up in the middle of rounds. We saw that at the Masters. In your opinion, what can we do to advance television for the average fan to bring them into being the golf fan that never misses a round, always wants to watch? and innovations with television and how it's covered. Is there anything that you'd like to see or bring into the viewer for those that watch on TV? Well, I think, I think we got to be careful, not get to the, get to the point where it turns into a circus. I thought the interviews were amazing, but I personally probably wouldn't have done it. You know, these kids look at things differently than we all did. I think one of the things in the last two or three years, and, and this is a little bit of a self-promotion, but I think it's been really great for game, and that's the PGA Tour Live and ESPN Plus where it's on. You can basically produce and direct whatever you want. You know, do I want to watch these holes? Do I want to watch this group? Do I want to watch like a, a regular uh, coverage of you know all the all the groups and holes? So I think you you can watch your favorite player hit at least two or three shots somewhere during the course of the day based. And either on these, you know, the holes that they're covering or whatever. And I think that really has changed things that, you know, if, if a guy you want to watch is playing at 730 in the morning, it's going to be on. You could find, you know, he's going to be one of the featured groups. I think that's just been amazing. Andy, one of the things that dawns on me, especially compared, you know, there just wasn't any money and any attention in the game really back in yours and my generation. But these kids are all their own brands. You know, and they have these 
teams behind them where yoga instructors and cooks and social media specialists. And I'd much rather have dinner with you in the back of some restaurant without taking a picture of my steak and just talk golf. But, you know, it's just a different world now. You're starting to sound like an old guy. Yeah, I'm there, man. I'm there. Get off my lawn. Yeah, it's, a, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a completely different world, and that's what it is. And these guys have embraced the social media world because of they've been able to, you know, it's been very lucrative for them in a lot of ways, but it also could get guys in trouble if they're not careful. Um, you know, so you got to be careful how you handle it. But at the same time, you, you got to love, you know, what they've been able to create and, you know, they, they're doing it well. And the top guys are, are terrific at it. I, I love Scotty Scheffler to death because you're a guy who's in the last two years has had amazing success. He's driving the same car he had in college. He's living in the same house he lived when he first started. Uh, he, he doesn't, I think, I think he has a flip phone. I'm not a hundred percent sure, <laughs> but I think he does. I've never seen a social post by him in any way. You know, he does business and plays golf and, you know, he's having a great time doing it. Andy, we'd be remiss if we didn't ask you about LIV and, and get your thoughts on what's happened with the game. Jay and I talk about it a lot in the fact that everybody is talking about golf. So in a way, that's a good thing. But uh, what are your thoughts on these players that have left the tour, the PGA Tour, and gone to LIV? Well, I think, first of all, the fact that this happened, I have not liked. But at the same time, it's probably been very beneficial to the ball players. You want to change businesses or companies you work for and you go to another place that's great that's your option is i mean i think that if a guy wants to go play i don't have a problem with that i think that's his option to be able to do that uh, but once you do that you can't come back and work for the same company you worked for before i don't have a problem with them leaving i have a problem with them thinking they should be able to come back and play tour events because of this it's it's changed what they're doing on tour and obviously it's going to be a whole bunch more money for the players you know i think it's probably a win-win in a lot of ways um, i'm not a big supporter of live but that doesn't mean it's right wrong or indifferent you know so but once once you make that decision you're working for another company as far as i'm concerned hey andy you've been so gracious with your time and on the insight and the past the present and liv and all these different things that we've thrown at you we can't thank you enough love your work on television and hopefully we catch up uh, sooner rather than later that's andy north two-time u.s open champ on golf with jay delsing presented by doherty business solutions up next we head to the 19th hole this has been the back nine presented by pro-am golf We'll make the turn into the clubhouse and head into the 19th hole. That's next on Golf with Jay Delsing. Hey, this is Jay Delsing for SSM Health Physical Therapy. Our golf program has the same screening techniques and technology as the pros on the PGA Tour use. SSM Health Physical Therapy has the Titleist Performance Institute trained physical therapists that can perform the TPI screening on you as well as use the KVEST 3D motion capture system. Proper posture, alignment, etc., can help you keep your game right down the middle. We have 80 locations in the St. Louis area. Call 800-518-1626 or visit them on the web at ssmphysicaltherapy.com. Your therapy, our passion. Hey guys, Jay Delsing here, and listen up. 
remember this name, Redbird Heating and Cooling. That's Redbird Heating and Cooling, 314-320-9507. This is a family-owned and operated St. Louis business. Owner and CEO Jed Dickinson leads their apprenticeship program called the Veterans Vocational. He will teach and sign off on educational and mechanical work hours while you get licensed as you get paid working for the company. That's Redbird Heating and Cooling, 314-320-9507 or redbirdhvac.com. Start your new career as a licensed HVAC specialist with Redbird Heating and Cooling. The Legends of Golf return to St. Louis in 2023. You won't want to miss one of the strongest fields in golf. Ernie Els, Steve Stricker, Bernard Longer, John Daly, and many more when they compete for the 2023 Ascension Charity Classic title, September 5th through the 10th at historic Norwood Hills Country Club. All proceeds benefit area charities. Together, we were able to donate over $1 million to those most in need last year. Visit ascensioncharityclassic.com. Darty Business Solutions, the title sponsor of the Golf with Jay Delsing Show, is a leader in our community in so many areas. Do they have over 2,500 teammates in over 30 states and three countries? Yes, they do. Are they the largest IT consulting firm in our area? Yes, they are. Are they the largest software developer in the St. Louis region? Of course they are. But here are a few other important things to know about Doherty Business Solutions. They are the presenting sponsor of the Ascension Charity Classic. They are the presenting sponsor and were the first presenting sponsor of the Advocate Professional Golfers event at Glen Echo that will be held there this year as well. They are also the founders of Access Point. This is a community game changer. It builds diversity in the IT workforce. Hundreds of mostly African-American women are getting fifty dollars to $60,000 a year jobs right out of high school. That's right, right out of high school. Ron Darty, company founder, chaired the 2023 Heart Ball this year. It supported the local American Heart Association chapters and raised over $600,000 in one evening. These are more examples of the many things that Darty Business Solutions does in our community. This is Golf with Jay Delsing, and let's head to the 19th hole. The 19th hole on Golf with Jay Delsing were presented by Darty Business Solutions. I got to tell you, Jay, that was fun to visit with your good buddy, Andy North. He's just, he's a stud. He was he such really a is. tough player, Danny. And then, you know, that just comes through where he's he's super, super kind, but he's also kind of a no-nonsense. He calls it like it is. He doesn't bury a player over his bad player or a poor shot, but he calls it like it is. And you know what? As a player, that doesn't bother me. Doesn't bother me one bit. I loved what he had to say from his perspective of having success on the PGA Tour as a player, now covering it, as he said, since 1992 with ESPN, and what he had to say about live. Now, we've been getting a lot of uh, perspectives uh, of these great golfers, yourself, obviously, but basically he said, leave. That, that's no problem but don't expect to be welcome back with open arms. To your point, I was thinking that same thing. It's like, okay, I took another job. You don't go back to your old job. And Danny, you could tell this fires me up. It just, you know, these guys suing the PGA Tour after they took the Saudi money. Come on, man. Yeah, I loved it too when he said, I'd walk into the clubhouse and the locker room at uh, a U.S. Open and everybody is bitching about the length of 
they're rough. All of a sudden, the greens are too fast. And he said, that's when I knew I got some of these guys. Yeah, I got half of the field. And it's so true. And that's where he was so strong. Yeah. Just so mentally strong. He knew it was going to be a battle. If you look and see, there was lousy weather the year that he won up at Oakland Hills. It was cold and rainy. And he's just a strong mental mental guy. I thought, too, what he had to say about Tiger was really good. Now, he, he got a lot of attention for what he said during the Masters. He said, he's done enough. Tiger has done enough in this game. And yes, it's hard to watch him hobble around a golf course, but he's done enough. It's okay if he says, I've had enough. Obviously, the resume is just ridiculous, but in his mind, he's done enough. I just still go back to that image, Danny. That Friday was just brutal really watching was. Tiger. And I just, you know, here's a guy that just, it's like, it's almost like you're going to have to carry him off the course one day. And, and I, you kind of hate to see it, but you also admire the hell out of it. Also, he admired Phil Mickelson. You can say what you want about Liv, but he said when he gets to Augusta, it's just a different animal for Phil Mickelson. Yep. And he's right. I mean, yeah. look at, I mean, we've had this discussion. Is it more remarkable that John Rom won his first green jap- jacket or Phil's f- finishes 31 on the closing nine to finish solo second at 52 years old? Next week, it's the PGA Championship as we wrap up golf with Jay Delsing. Do you like it in in this part of the the season? Honestly, it's hard for me to get my hands around it. I feel I feel like we should still be ramping up for you know we just had the Masters and it should be U.S. Open next. It just we did it for so long that way where it was it was April and then we waited May we had May off and then Father's Day and the U.S. Open and then the British and then the PGA. So I, I'm it's going to be fun that it's next week, but I'm still not like I don't have that on my calendar yet. Danny. I, I don't like that they acquiesced basically to the NFL schedule. They didn't want to go head-to-head with the NFL, which I guess from a business perspective I understand, but I'm a traditionalist like you. I love that to be the final major. Yeah, and I liked it. I liked it kind of prolonging our season a little bit. It was kind of fun to have that that last major in the middle of August, you know, and and then the Tour Championship, but the NFL smokes us in ratings and things like that, and so it's a it, it was a business decision. The only thing, you know, Danny, they're going to Oak Hill up in Rochester. Any anything could happen up there. Still. Absolutely. Yeah. Our thanks to Andy North. This has been Golf with Jay Delsing, presented by Darty Business Solutions. We'll have another great guest next week. We're not going to tell you who it is, but it's a phenomenal guest, and I think you're going to enjoy it. So that's our tease for next week. And Jay Bird, how do we always end the show? Hit him straight, St. Louis. Darty Business Solutions, the title sponsor of the Golf with Jay Delsing show, is a leader in our community in so many areas. Do they have over 2,500 teammates in over 30 states and three countries? Yes, they do. Are they the largest IT consulting firm in our area? Yes, they are. Are they the largest software developer in the St. Louis region? Of course they are. But here are a few other important things to know about Doherty Business Solutions. They are the presenting sponsor of the Ascension Charity Classic. They are the presenting sponsor and were the first presenting sponsor of the Advocate Professional Golfers event at Glen Echo that will be held there this year as well. They are also the founders of Access Point. This is a community game changer. It builds diversity in the IT workforce. Hundreds of mostly African-American women are getting fifty to $60,000 a year jobs right out of high school. That's right, right out of high school. Ron Darty, company founder, chaired the 2023 Heart Ball this year. It supported the local American Heart Association chapters and raised over $600,000 in one evening. These 
are more examples of the many things that Darty Business Solutions does in our community. Hey, do you like wine? Have you heard about the hottest new wine bar in St. Louis? It's called Wild Crush Wine Bar, and it's located in town and country on Clayton Road, just behind the Strops. Have you ever experienced self-dispensing wine machines? Well, they are here. The only place in St. Louis and most of Missouri that you'll find them, and it's at Wild Crush. You can choose your size of pour, and Wild Crush will pour the freshest wine in the area for you. The organic argon gas system used at Wild Crush keeps this wine pristinely fresh for up to 60 days. So if you're tired of drinking wine that's been open for a few days, come into Wild Crush for the best and freshest wine selection in the area. Go to wildcrushstl.com and come have one with us. Hey, Jay Delsing here, and I'm privileged to have Darty Business Solutions as the title sponsor for the Golf with Jay Delsing show. Every Sunday, 9 a.m., tune in for all the latest in the world of golf. And don't forget to send me an email, j at jdelsongolf.com, to enter to win a dozen TP5 golf balls that we give away each week. That's Golf with Jay Delsing, Sunday mornings at 9.